0: Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. everybody welcome to the confessional podcast my name is mike moran and i'm joined as always by trusty producer and uh five dollar foot long wearing Mm -hmm. gentleman about subway yeah jimmy so
1: for the record i know we're not on live but i'm not wearing a five dollar foot long i'm wearing a shirt about five dollar foot longs,
0: I so. think that's implied. I don't think anyone thinks you're wearing a five dollar. How do you even do that? <laughs> I've Are seen you taping it done. the pieces all over yourself. Like-
1: <laughs> nah, man, you don't tape it, but uh,
0: I just wanted to clear it oh, right. up.
1: It's been so long since we've done a podcast, I just didn't know if everybody's on the same wavelength. So I wanted to clarify that.
0: Okay, good. Um, and, and very quickly, Jimmy, tell us the story about that shirt. Well, yeah, because it's an epic one.
1: Um, I traded this with a a. I say old, I think she would probably prefer middle aged indian woman at subway she was working imagine that and um uh i had a shirt i don't remember what shirt my shirt was Uh uh-huh but i remember that this was her shirt now also uh important it was not cut like this i see because for those of you listening the sleeves
0: are are missing yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. right Uh, so she she wanted she kept the sleeves but she gave you the rest
1: yes yeah that was part of the deal i wanted a five dollar foot long i also wanted her shirt Uh uh-huh she liked my shirt i now the odds that seventeen-year-old boy and a, a fifty-eight-year-old woman just saying, "I think we need to swap shirts," is, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
0: and and the weirdest thing was it was a big Johnson shirt. I <laughs> believe, <wasn't it?
1: laughs> she wanted the big Johnson shirt. I wanted the five-dollar foot long. Yep. So uh, that was uh, that's history, dude. Well,
0: and that's all uh, she wrote. Well, that is that is very interesting. And, and and just to clear, to make this clear, this this is in no way an endorsement of uh, Jared. Ah uh, yes, his misdeeds. Mm-hmm. No, Come no, on. no, 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 no. We no. just want to throw that out there, <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, we have a very special guest today. Mm-hmm. She is someone who, uh, it, it just, uh, she seems really cool. You know what I mean? She seems like smart, cool. sharp, hardworking. You know, like like she's just uh, she's just a very interesting person.
1: She seems like it, yeah.
0: And I'm excited to have her on the show. Will you please welcome Melissa Ann Parker?
2: Hello.
0: Now, Melissa, you of course are uh, the you you run a, a women's group.
2: I do in Hamden, and I think I like that the, that intro. By the way, well, oh, thank you. I I did actually those, forget to mention. Sound very uh,
0: I did forget to mention their, that their you are you are a community builder.
2: Uh yeah, I well I've been described that way by another community leader, so I decided. Um, that's, yeah, that is accurate for what I've um, been uh, doing in the neighborhood of the Hamden Hive. Actually, I start. I came to Baltimore in 2017. I didn't know anybody, so I figured, and I was kind of a loner. Sure, you know, me I'm, too. Yeah, um, lone wolf coming out of, coming from Richmond, and I, it, even though I grew up not far from here in Annapolis, I didn't know anybody in Baltimore, and mm. um so I was going I was looking for a book club to join in. Right. So I went on Hamden neighbors. Okay. This kind of Facebook page. Sure. And they said, "Well, why don't you form one?" Is all right. Um,
0: and you said, "Oh, too shit." Well,
2: I got oh, ideas for you, me. You guys seem
0: really friendly. <laughs> yeah, well, you <laughs> why like don't it so you much start your, f- your own. Lady. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> welcome to Baltimore. Do to yourself. yourself. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I formed. Oh the Hamden, Hamden Hive. Reed over oh, yeah. here. Wow. Well, Hive, oh. I thought was a good name because it, you know, brings. And they call him Hamden Hunt, Like Hun is a big. Right,
0: right. Honeybees. It mm-hmm. just uh-huh. seemed to work, bringing oh, people together like around the
2: hive. Okay.
0: Beehive awesome. hairdo. Remember? Right. Uh, that's right? that's a thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, did you even think of that?
2: I did we not. keep Jimmy
0: around for more than just his mm-hmm. good looks. Yeah. <laughs> well. My literary and his five dollar <laughs> so No, no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> they really
1: don't.
2: Love that chain necklace, by the way, Jimmy.
1: Thank you. I got it when I was born. I'm not that much of a guido. I didn't buy it yesterday. Hey,
2: I <laughs> not, got it when you were born. I, I cast no yeah, you're
1: That's what you get for your baptism when, in the yes, Greek community? That's, that's why Greeks and Italians have Oh, my happen. gosh. Well, yes. You're
2: Greek?
0: Yeah, I'm we'll Greek and Italian. Have, uh, we'll
2: have to talk about that. Yeah. Are you Greek, yeah, Melissa?
0: Baptized with I the gold e- cross.
2: Let's circle back to it. All it's right. a part of my like. A,
0: okay. Well, my, uh, the Hamden Hive. Tell us some more story. about that. Where can people okay. find that? Or
2: Well, um. It's it's high time for a website, I'll say that. But you can find us on Facebook. We're open to any... Uh, um, you don't have to live in Baltimore. We just do any women or individuals identifying as women um, mm. in anywhere. So much of it is online now, especially since the pandemic. Like an online support group. But our activities and gatherings are based out of Hamden, mm-hmm. North now, Baltimore. Now,
0: are you at all worried that you're appropriating beekeeping culture?
2: Mm. Yeah, well... I'll tell you why not. What's the buzz? (laughs) Here's the buzz. Speaking of Greece, uh, Mm -hmm. my name means honeybee in Greek. Therefore, I can't appropriate. Like, I'm the original
0: honeybee. So I'm here for the bees. All causes, apiary. But beekeepers are welcome as long as they're women and they can read.
1: Uh, or yeah. individuals identifying as, as
0: beekeepers. beekeepers. I'll never turn yeah, away yes. a beekeeper. Yes. And it, that's, but that's if you come at advice. me in one of those suits. You never turn away a beekeeper. If you yeah. come
2: at me in one of those suits, I might sting you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you should wear those suits to your meetings.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, but we have done a pol- like a pollinator plants planting activity which is just good for the environment wow. in general. Wow. So you
0: can Okay, I like that. Yeah. So there's multiple things you can do with this. It's yeah, a book club, can, but it's also you can do bee shit
2: well yeah i mean right. and, and they i'd like to i love a good theme yeah. working it into things you know
0: what i think you should do is uh like catch some bees remove their <laughs> stingers and release them back into the wild you know that the, way they're I, ha- they're happy yeah. so they're not you want me, me to
2: murder my people yeah well <laughs> be my bees I mean, you put it that way <laughs> they're not people they're Kinda bees dark. but <laughs> no. well releasing them into the wild without their stingers they would you know it's like
0: don't
1: some don't most of them die but most of them die if they lose their stinger. I know some yeah. bees don't.
0: Well, let's let's weed out those ones. <laughs> let's, we need a little Darwinism going on with these bees. Darwinism. Yeah, they'd be great if they weren't stinging people. I got stung on my tongue once. Yeah, right? and I swear it's like still in there. <laughs> like I still feel it. <laughs> well,
2: you you know, maybe it's a, a blessing in and the, disguise. The weird maybe. thing
0: was we were talking about bee stings while it happened. Wow, it was dude. A Parkville High in the middle area with the courtyard thing outside. When we we're eating lunch.
1: That's wild. But, but anyway. your colors are yellow and black, at Parkville High, dude. Are they? Yeah. Didn't you go there?
0: I went there for three months, and then I went to Delaney.
1: Long enough. That should be long enough to know your colors.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm. You pretty um, much
1: figured that out on day one. Well, I You're probably like, oh, the knew the colors, sung.
0: and I've since forgotten the colors. Yeah, they did
2: stung t- it right t- at did, you. Like, let me ask you this: Did your tongue get swollen from this? Yeah. One? Yeah. A little
0: bit. Not not terribly. There's like a bump.
2: From then on, did you only speak the sweet, sweet truth?
0: (laughs) No, it didn't seem to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm a pretty honest guy. Maybe that's why. I
2: like creating mythology in our lives. Sure, sure.
0: It's like the lamest superhero ever. (laughs) (laughs) That's my origin story. tongue, man. I was stung uh, by by a radioactive bee.
1: Parkville, man.
0: (laughs) Now everything I say is sweet. (laughs) Are you a superhero or... I'm trying to do like a greeting card or something. (laughs) You must be a superhero. (laughs) Because that sting on your tongue makes you so sweet talking. So sweet talking. That's how you want to compliment That's someone. That's Hallmark, yeah. I'll um, try that out later. Now, Melissa, before we get to our topic, is there anything yeah. else you want to promote or, or talk about oh, or throw man. out there before we...
2: Well, I think it wouldn't be advised. I, well, I do work for a state senator. Really? But I'm not going to pitch that you here, but she's amazing. Okay. Um, and I just... I actually don't know if it's a campaign finance law would allow me to even... Promote a politician here, so I'm not going to do that. So, but if I, w- I were to
1: have $10,000 right now dope. ready to donate to your campaign under the table, yes, you would not accept.
2: Well, rest
0: I... assured, there's no way he has $10,000 <laughs> <laughs>
2: at
0: least, not right now.
2: But he has a lot of coupons for Subway, <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yeah. Yes, I yes, have yes. a feeling if you had $10,000, Jimmy, <laughs> I'm sorry. you would have. Five thousand five dollar <laughs> footlongs. Yeah, I was going to no. say <laughs> one thousand, two thousand. The math is two thousand. Yeah. I don't have
1: 10, th- right. I have ten thousand dollars worth in Subway sub, certificates. Look,
2: I like to do the right thing. I would have to look up to see if it was, it was right. safe. But, but but in the meantime, I absolutely um, would do a pitch for St. Francis Neighborhood Center. Oh, okay. Um, you know we we have so many resources that are needed for inner city youth. Also, um. And this isn't just shop local as much as you can. Try to support your local artists and creatives, and
0: right, eat um, fresh.
2: it will definitely eat fresh.
0: Be nice to bees. It'll be
2: nice to bees, <laughs> and keep it sweet like honey. But mm-hmm. also, <laughs> I would say also, you know, learn about your district. Learn about your. Not keep things local as much as possible. Learn mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. how you can be a steward in your in, in your neighborhood and your environment.
0: And learn how to put your phone on do not disturb. Yeah, that's an important. Probably be a good one. piece of info as well. From Annapolis, though. Hey. Uh oh, must well, be the state senator calling.
2: <laughs> Who said something about ten thousand dollars? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, we got a
2: donation, Jimmy. All
0: right. And you know, I actually forgot to promote my show on uh, Saturday. The at uh, the it's going to be historical comedy at mm. the Ellicott City. Uh, History Museum. Oh, cool. All historical. No, not Saturday, Friday. Okay. This won't even be out by then, will it? It
1: will be history.
0: All right. <laughs>
1: this show will have already happened.
0: Well, we'll have some other shows coming up too. Is it like um, drunk
2: history or is it?
0: No, no, but that guy's from here. Did you know that? No. Yeah. yeah, he a lot of people I went to high school with knew him because Towson was our neighboring high school. He went to Towson High School, baby class of
1: ninety nine, Derek Waters. Yep, that was my class. I think we could probably release this episode sooner than Tuesday being a It's Alex It's ben no big deal. No
0: one's I mean it's you know, it's fine.
2: I just it's so cool. You guys are like from here. Where are you well from? I'm not from anywhere
0: you're not I, from anywhere
2: uh well
0: she has you no know. name uh, she's from <laughs> she's a mysterious woman like that
2: well I've moved over 22 times really to this point in my life I never yeah.
0: really moved I'm in not
2: Maryland
1: big... or in America
2: in America okay cool right
0: well yeah, I yeah. I grew up in Virginia until high school though that's okay, why no. I went to parkville for three months because we hadn't found a house yet
1: and they hadn't found out that uh, Parkville yet
0: <laughs> yeah, the we, mecca. We, well, we, we I couldn't learn the colors, so we yeah. just were like, oh, well, it's a point in me going to this high school. Yeah, <laughs> he'll never be a knight. Um, all right, Melissa. So our topic today is identity.
2: Yes,
0: specifically identity crisis, although not completely limited to. Um, I have to be honest. I've heard the the term identity crisis my whole life. I never quite knew what it meant. I mean, it's a great term. Like that's a that's a cool ass sounding term, you know, I want like, identity to crisis. crisis. Like right. that's yeah. that's a rock album mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. And I feel like I've heard it in a bunch of rock songs over the years, mm-hmm. but I never really knew what it is exactly. Can you explain to us what an identity crisis is? Well, talking to Mike. Uh,
2: now, I you know, I think it it if it differs what lens you're looking at a crisis of identity and if it's in your personal life or sort of societal mm-hmm. um, I a crisis is a pr- sounds like a problem but sure. the way I think about it is a sort of um, um, some, a tra- a tra- like a transformative time okay,
0: um, okay. or a
2: disruption or right. like something that calls into faith or calls into crisis aspects of self. Okay. So that could be anything from um, like a crisis of belonging mm-hmm. or faith. Mm-hmm. Crisis of faith, you probably hear that term. Right. Um, a crisis of...
0: So what is a crisis of faith exactly? Is that like a uh, when you don't know what you believe in spiritually? Yeah.
2: Well, you know, it could be... F- I think typically when, when people talk about crises of faith, they're talking about, you know is there any meaning in the world? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But it can be very specific to one's faith origin or or, or right. story of if you're raised, you know, religiously or okay. not, um, or if there's a period of seeking or longing and like, mm-hmm. you know, or a loss, a loss of hope, like a death of hope. Right. Right. Um, and so it be a crisis of hope or faith, but I, you know, then that's a big, big part of my, um, I've had the, I would probably say there's, has been a few crises in my life, and now I'm in this sort of phase. I think we're all going through. It's about a crisis of uh, of of purpose mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and belonging. Right, right. Um, which yeah. is constant in culture, but sure. I think it's sure. highlighted when we have time to, like, during a right. pandemic.
0: Right. Yeah, go, absolutely. Who are we? Absolutely. What do we want? You know, it's funny though. How I kind of because my identity crisis, I think, happened like probably 12 years ago. I, I kind of like almost had the opposite with the pandemic where it's like, I'm happy with everything I'm doing and I'm happy with who I am, but I, but now I have the time to realize how crappy I feel like as far as existence, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I yeah. just never feel right, you know?
2: I, I do know. Mm. Um, and it's like an existential dread or or a kind of.
0: It's more just like the, the sitting alone quietly kind of thing. Like
2: sitting with your feelings. Yeah.
0: Or just the, you know, when you're running around like a maniac trying to get things done. Cause I worked really hard like the last decade plus mm. to, you know, immerse myself into the world of, of stand up comedy and podcasting and music and all the things I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're running around like that, you don't have time to like just sit there. And also, I always, like, worked jobs. You know, I was always, like, a waiter and would, like, run around like a maniac while I'm working. I just live like, a go, go, go kind of thing. Um, and having to, like, sit with myself and just chill, you know, the way I used to when I was a kid, like, when you just have endless hours, like, in the summer or whatever, you know, like, you know, that's that's kind of shown me, like, I just don't feel right.
2: Yeah. Something feels... Uh, well, and I can't... I know what that's like for you but I hear you like because I think and I think America um you know societies especially that don't have like siesta in the middle of the day like when you know yeah. when it's like a break when we're just super high hyper driven right right c- consumer capitalist like pr- you know whatever protestant work ethic everybody's like work 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 as yeah. a value system mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we all have to slow down and take a step back yeah. um we are Feelings come, other layers of self come into focus. Like, what are we doing? What are what are our priorities, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. what? How do I feel? Even like the most basic. Yeah. How do I feel in my body? And I'll tell you this: I I had to recently stop focus medicine, but it's hard. I don't choose to sit still, Mm -hmm. so I hear you. Like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had to um um just made made a a choice to go off of that, but to sit with oneself. And silence is one of the hardest things to do, Absolutely. but it's also one of the most, you know, revelatory ways to Absolutely. know who you to ask sure. who you are, and maybe even hear mm-hmm. and get answers mm-hmm. to that. Did you
0: do any meditation yourself, Melissa? I Do
2: yes, big part of my life.
0: What's is it on a schedule or?
2: Yeah, and that's also not na- natural for me to, to mm-hmm. do schedules and routines, but they really right, have,
0: right, yeah.
2: yeah I've I've turned to micro effective.
0: goals during the pandemic. Because well, I noticed, what, like, I, well, I didn't have the right motivation. I was already going through a really bad depression for years before that. I'm mostly out of it now, which is great. But um, I kind of like I I I wasn't. I don't know. I needed more of a schedule. Like I could work on things in bursts. But I didn't really have the natural motivation, and so I need like a regiment to make sure I'm keeping up with things, you know. Yeah. And so uh, I just do five minutes on everything that I'm working on every day.
2: That's, I mean, that's great. And building habit is so good for humans, and
0: mm-hmm. and it's and I meditate five minutes a day now too.
2: I love that. I'm, I'm my my brother shared the, the calm app with me. Um, oh, awesome! And um, I started doing mindfulness meditation in the morning and at night. And then I have these little times during the day where I'll do Mm -hmm. breathing exercise. I really recommend it. There's one called shine. Mm. It's a, an app that's, um, woman owned and led and it's super accessible. And, um, and it has less, Sort of highfalutin yoga jargon. Okay. But sometimes you can lose people with meditation. Sure, it, sure. I
0: prefer medium falutin myself. <laughs> if the falutin level is at a decent rate, then <laughs> you know what I mean.
2: It. And it's it's sort of. I know.
0: I'm just making fun of the word.
2: People, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, that's well, great. That's great. It, it's yeah. it's
0: not pretentious. It's just down to earth, like right.
2: And it makes people it being real about you know how we live our lives, mm-hmm. not like this. I mean, you can make things as sacred as you want, but it doesn't have to be shrouded in this sort of like mystical, um, interesting a- element. That's not you can't apply to your mm-hmm. daily life. Yeah,
0: yeah. I try to take like spirituality as something that's practical more than anything else. And that's why I like Buddhism because a lot of it you can just kind of break down into actual things you can do and like you know just literal, literal. You know, like truths. You know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. not so much stuff that's like abstract and doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, Melissa, before we get into your identity crisis uh, experience, let's read a confession here. This is from Jean de Weber. D Weber. D Weber.
2: Is it one b Weber. It's one B. Then I think it would be Weber, but Weber, which Weber? I which
0: is actually Spanish for Jean the the Weber. Really. Well, D. Weber. I uh, know it's it's definitely
1: Weber, dude. I've never seen D. W. E. B. B. E. R. Gene DeWeber. That okay, was actually
0: right. the first name for Spider-Man. Believe it or not, DeWeber. That's De, DeWeber.
2: awesome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. I'm sorry, Gene. We're horrible. He went from um,
1: DeWeber to DeWeber.
0: I like it. Uh, and and Gene is from mm-hmm. Milwaukee, Oregon. Wonderful. Yeah. I don't believe that. Well. Uh, Gene says when I left Christianity I experienced an identity crisis Everything and everyone I was close to And knew quote unquote Had to do with God or the church They didn't exactly shun me But they kept trying to reconvert me And would go visibly frustrated Get visibly frustrated When I tell them uh, I tell them no When I tell them I tell them no And eventually I just stopped hearing from them My family is still super religious And everything to them is connected to God And it's hard to be around them for too long all right, so that must be a, a common thing that happens with with people, like crisis yeah. of faith, like oh, you were absolutely. saying.
2: And I I think mine kind of went the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be it can be hard to redefine.
0: Did you um, Did you grow up without religion and then you found it? Or?
2: Well, I, yeah. So my mother um, came from a Catholic family, and strangely. Fell in love with an atheist. <laughs> um, my father So it's "What do like you get?" It's like West Side Story. <laughs> well, and when you take it, you know, like everybody knows it's simple math. You take an atheist and a, and a Catholic, and then they have a baby. you walk what do, into what a what bar. Do, what do you get? You get um, somebody with an identity crisis. <laughs> well, you get a, <laughs> a Unitarian maybe, and so eventually that's what I found. But but there was some conflict there, and I guess my mother was sort of recovering, is what she would call her recovering kind Catholic of Catholicism. But it was still showed up in all kinds yeah, of ways. Yeah,
0: Catholicism uh, sounds like it used to be pretty brutal, you know, like yeah. for me, like I grew up in a Catholic mm-hmm. church and it was totally just normal, you know, it was like nothing really extreme at all, you know, it's like yeah. just it felt like everybody else's church except for our church looked cooler on the inside because mm-hmm. it looked like a, a gothic terrifying mansion yeah. with a man hanging from a cross mm-hmm. in the middle. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but uh, it sounds like it, Pre our generation, Catholicism was pretty pretty brutal.
2: Yeah, and it was, you know, integrated into school in these ways that like would never be heard of now. It's just like in terms of discipline, right? But, right? Yeah. But so my my um, I really longed for um, belonging, mm-hmm. and I actually in a faith tradition, right? So, but my father would go into. And I always thought it was, so, it was so inspiring. A lot of the time when he would talk about, he would go into these rages though. Sometimes about um, religion, the forces of religion and proselytization. Is that how you pronounce that? Forced forced conversion in other parts of the world by the church.
0: Well, was he pro or anti? Anti, because okay.
2: um, he's a, a scientist and a, a rainforest ecologist and deciduous Whoa. forest ecologist um, for the Smithsonian. Also. Everyone support the Smithsonian. They're the best, the best of institutions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Um. And anyway. So, but he, you know, naturally had a lot of took a lot of issue with. Right. The Catholic Church and forced
0: conversion. When? Oh is yeah. That I mean, the Spanish thing. thing
2: could, um, well, kind of in yeah. some in some ways. If there's like, if if you're if you come out as a homosexual in certain parts of the country, right. they'll do they'll not do conversion therapy still as far as I know, but like at you know, down in Lynchburg and what's that school, of Liberty. Um oh. they'll do like make force you go to like therapy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. About it. Which has or, like a
0: zero percent success rate.
2: <laughs> yeah. And just you know, there's also disow you know disowning sure, and all kinds sure. of things that
0: but but uh, but, but but Catholics forced... aren't still going around the world torturing people into Catholicism, are they?
2: No, it just comes in different forms. Like, okay. we'll give you, a build a school here, uh, but it might be but Christian. And right, like, right. But So it comes in lots of different ways. But uh, I think that he was furious for indigenous peoples and for forests um, mm-hmm. and lands themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So the autonomy to choose for your own nation, for your own self. Sure. And I, I agreed with a lot of that. But they've very compelling arguments on both sides of my family though, because my my Nana, who had nine, she's I' uh, Catherine Ann, Cecilia Murphy Briggs, right? Mm-hmm. She 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 wasn't a dummy, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she loves loved angels and saints and and Irish Folklore and music, so, so and so how, I wanted to go to church. Basically, right, is what right. I'm getting at.
0: So how how literally did your did your family take religion? That's always a, a question for me. Like, I don't think w- when I grew up, my parents like really believed Adam and Eve actually happened. You know what I mean? No. I think they thought it was like symbolic of something.
2: I think all of it was symbolic to my family. Um, You know, I think a lot of more lit. What's the word for like biblical? Literalists, I don't know what that would be called. Fundamentalists who believe, Mm -hmm. like the ark was a real boat. (laughs) How did they all fit on there? (laughs) Yeah. How did they get animals from (laughs)
0: parts of the world that they've never been to?
2: Yeah, and and if it's not, it becomes dangerous when it's no longer symbolic. Right. I think actually, but but um,
0: I always wonder about that with people in the past too. Like, did the did the ancient Greeks like think that the gods were? actual gods or did they think they were like, you know, like metaphorical?
2: I used to ask, speaking of, I used to ask my father who spent part of his childhood in grace. I was like, pop, I just want to go to Greek mythology church. He's like, that's not what it is. He's like, that's right. not what Orthodox...
0: I know, yeah, yeah, Unfortunately, it's not. (laughs) mean there's no god of, like, Church of Athena? That's like the real old school Greek religion. That's ancient Greek. There's nobody that, I mean, it's all Greek to me, Mm -hmm. but there's there's nobody who, who, there's no, like, churches in Greece or anything that still follow the old-timey awesome gods. Yet. None. Kind of like I'm unaware of anybody that still,
1: you know, worships Thor and... You know all the Viking gods and stuff. They're Why
2: just a thing not? <laughs> well, Vikings are pretty violent.
0: They're violent. Well, if you read Greeks, the Old Greeks Testament? So minutes, is though. Zeus. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, all <laughs> the old, of... all the old gods were violent. It's like yeah,
2: like yeah, like so is the Christian god. Yeah, totally. Like, smiting. Before,
0: and... see, for me, like the the Jesus, Krishna, Buddha era, that represents a change in human history, where uh, like you know, not murdering the crap out of everyone all the time, mm-hmm. people realized that, that was profitable and made them, you know, live easier lives. But before that, it was all about war. I mean, your God helped you smite all the enemies, right. you know.
2: And that's, well, ugh. And I think that's why a lot of people... In in its own, it is modern forms like are turn away from religions. So it has violence of different forms, like mm-hmm. violence mm-hmm. against self expression right. or against choice, sure. um, gender violence, all kinds of things. But I knew just as a little girl, I was worried about you know, my friends would go to church and they say, "Father's, your father's gonna burn in hell," and I would, I'm I'm not kidding. I would I was
0: because he's Catholic
2: because he was an atheist. Oh, okay, my, yeah, and I, well, it was a little person to say to that, but. Fear is real when you're small.
0: Yeah, see, I I remember hearing that from friends, too. Like, you know Jewish people are going to hell, right? And, like, I never had that message given to me, like, by my parents or by the church that I went to, you know? My understanding was just, if you're a good person, you'll go to heaven. If you're a bad person, you'll go to hell. It really—it wasn't about, like, group identity or hate at all that yeah. I remember.
2: I don't think it would have come up as much if— if my parents hadn't been like deeply incompatible. I mean they're great friends now, but mm-hmm. I think it's part of the reason they ended up not, you know, staying together. Right, but, right. But I think that it was very confusing for me. So I wanted to go we my mom baptized me behind my my father's back.
0: Oh, a secret baptism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your 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 dad thinks your mom's having an affair. Nah, no, she's just, <laughs> uh, just baptized.
2: I can't believe it's
0: was he like, why does the baby smell more holy? than <laughs> more? <laughs> Did somebody wash the sins away from her?
2: <laughs> she get blessed? But I—that's a huge part of my narrative. Did your brother
0: get a secret circumcision? That's the real question. Oh no! Uh,
2: well, that's tough to hide. There's a lot of privacy in my family, so I can't share that. All so, right, um, or, or any other private details. But yeah, no, we went with. Um, mm. I, I'm pro circumcision. I think everybody. Are my, you? In my family, yes. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's nobody asked. But you brought it up. <laughs> well, it um, is a
0: it is a weird. Th- like my first instinct is to be like, yeah, you should do that. Like, but I think that's just because it's so ingrained in me. You know, right. like it seems weird the other way. But it's like, no, you shouldn't be going around chopping stuff off babies. Apparently, like-
1: it it really affects your sensitivity. And most people I know in America, obviously, are circumcised, including myself. And I'll never know what it's like to ha- not have had. What sometimes could literally be called male genital mutilation at birth, right? Yeah. Standardized. Yeah. 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 And you have every. We all have the scar. That little ring that goes around below the base. That's a scar. Right. I thought that was just what a penis looks like. No, that's what a penis looks like after every single person has had their foreskin chopped off. It's like so barbaric. It makes sex easier. Because the thing is supposed to slide up and down. Right, we don't right. have that mechanism now, so yeah. you need like more lubrication. The sensitivity, right. like I said, goes down by like twenty, thirty mm-hmm. percent. So or we'll never if you get the fully chip,
0: enjoy. you can get the chip implant and the oh, yeah, yeah, it. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Please good. remove I'm, penis. I'm
2: glad to hear uh, from men on this. This is interesting. It's yeah. informative, but. You know, it's, it's like it goes into with religion though, like the smells and the bells of church. Like there's these rules that are unchallenged,
0: mm-hmm. right? Right. And I think that. Well, this I is a
1: Jewish idea, right? Circumcision was the Jews.
0: Yeah, but Christianity was like new, new Judaism. Yeah, but the same way new metal Europe was like yeah, kind <laughs> of like you, metal.
1: We did like rap and rock. Right, and, right, and circumcision. yeah, but
0: Christianity started as Judaism. I mean, it was like a an offshoot of Judaism, right? Well, like, Jesus, Jesus was a Jew.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then but but what I'm getting at is European Christians don't circumcise their children. It's an American Christian thing. In Europe, it's Jews worldwide circumcise their kids. That's a Jewish custom. Right. For whatever reason, in America, we've adopted circumcision, but that's not a Christian thing. People in America just circumcise that's an American thing. So why how did that just start in America? My cousins in Greece are the same religion as me, Greek Orthodox, that's Christian. They're not circumcised. So
0: how did how did that become an American trend?
1: I think, uh, you know, it was kind of like a rebellion. You know how like, we would drive on the le- right side of the road because the British were, were driving on the left side?
0: We kind of saw that. So we did this because of the redcoats. We
1: did it to get
0: back <laughs> at them. Paul Revere was like, the redcoats are coming. Chop off your kid's foreskin.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We did everything the British people didn't <laughs> Take do.
2: that,
0: queen. We brushed our <laughs> teeth. That's right. We mutilated our penises. Yeah, what? Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Showed them.
2: Uh, there's like it's such a rebellious spirit in, in Americans. Yeah, I mean that's I that's
0: like. ultimate rebellion.
2: Yeah, oh, watch I, this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Take that, the man. Right, and they're throwing their foreskins over the fence oh, at the queen. No, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My,
2: uh, um, my prudish sensibilities. <laughs> oh. right,
0: well, let's let's get back to more of your identity crisis, Melissa. So
2: just to put, it, I mean, it's such a. I feel like it's a long story that I really want to eventually write. I have like four books that are just. Slowly working Sure on. Yeah um, me too should we, Let's challenge each other I challenge I triple dog dare you To write those books
0: Well here's the thing I, I'm pretty happy with, with the rate That they're going at Right now Well good Um, I have found That for me And this is part of The micro goals thing Is I I the, the, the only way And this also has to do With anxiety and stuff It's like I get I get stuff done By getting caffeinated And just going nuts And just like Manically writing But and that can be fruitful at times but ultimately i want my writing to be like thoughtful and slowly you know you know like crafted and that's what i'm trying to do with the with the micro goals and so i'm right i'm only, i'm writing my projects 5 minutes at a time each and that seems to be working with me they're coming along slow but i want to learn slowly you know like every everything's like you know Chip-chop. You know, like, all my old writings were, like, you know, I had a deadline for the paper and and stuff. And now I want to, like, take my time to slowly... I learned that, too, by myself, because I I noticed that I had written, like, a million riffs on guitar or bass, but I'd never written a song. I never finished a song. So I told myself, like, all right, I got this cool riff here, and I'm not going to stop working on it until I get the next right part, and then the next right part... And uh, that's what I did. And now I'm trying to do that with other things in my life.
2: That's really inspiring for somebody who has a follow through disorder. <laughs> I hear you. I know um, what you right, mean. You know, it, yeah, get no, it's, it's resistance.
0: Do you know, the concept of resistance, the, the war of art, you read that book? No. Really good book. It's all about like, you know, as far as like self-help creativity books, like this one is the one that I, that it, one of the few that really speaks to me because it's all about just doing it. And it's, you know, he the guy has, like, this this whole concept that there's something in you that, like, wants to sabotage your projects, you know? Like, wants you to not do your thing. And just the, the, the act of sitting down in front of a computer to write is, like, the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you got to, like, do the, another one of those books is called Do the Work. And it's just, like, you just got to do the work.
2: Do the work. And breaking it into smaller, like, less. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely. I think so. uh.
1: It's interesting that you would say "follow through disorder" because I feel like the people who actually follow through might be the ones with the disorder. I've met maybe one in like twenty people you ever talk to that like our creatives are sitting there being like, "Oh yeah, when I start something, I just finish it immediately, right? right. No problem." Like, what is wrong with you? That's a yeah. disorder to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. I, I was using that kind of jokingly because I yeah. think disorders. It's like I take mental health pretty seriously, but I, you know, I think. That's a good point. Like, everybody deals with this, but um, I just. The it does f- cut the down terror, on competition, though. The, the fact, fact that most people
0: don't, don't go through with oh, yeah. The, yeah. If everybody who started a band or, or wanted to start a band <laughs> yeah. started a band, yeah. like, you, you'd get no gigs, Jimmy. Yeah. If everybody who says they're going to do comedy did comedy, they'd yeah. just be drowning. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, let's read a uh, another confession here. This one is. From anonymous, Cool.
2: anonymous. Yes. Like before you read anonymous, can I just say to the last caller or who posted that first question that right. that you can redefine what faith and, and God mean to interesting. you? Interesting. Um, that can be its so own act of rebellion. Yeah,
0: it'd be interesting to ask Gene. Uh, you know, if he remained of faith. Or if, if – because you know, sometimes you leave the church because you're now an atheist. Sometimes you leave it because you don't like that particular church. Right. You know what I mean? What
2: takes the space of that, like, thereafter? Could sometimes be you leave like... the
0: church and you still believe in that God, but you just don't think the, what the organization is doing yeah. is good.
2: Yeah, like what keeps you going through a, right. through sometimes a dark Sometimes you leave night, the church but, you know,
0: because like... the the wafers suck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and they have terrible um, wafers.
0: Terrible dipping sauces. yeah. Just yeah. red
1: wine. We can't get a honey mustard. Come right. On. Not one yeah. single honey mustard. You yeah. never bled honey mustard. <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: Uh, anyway, this is from Anonymous. <laughs> okay. Um, the relationship I was in when I was 19 through 27 was like the cornerstone of my identity. Once it ended, I was free to explore so many things I hadn't known or tried to ignore about myself. There are still so many things I'm discovering I actually like but have never given a chance because my ex thought they were stupid. It seriously felt like being reborn just as painful but cool at the same time. I can definitely relate to that. Coming oh, out of beautiful. a relationship, that's that's prime real estate for an identity crisis, is it not Melissa?
2: I've been there. Yeah. Um absolutely, and especially if you if loving shows up as kind of adopting like what your partner's interests are or right, their needs yeah. or feeling that that was you, me that somehow who you are is defined by right the right. love dynamic in yeah. your life. And and you know, I don't really love the the concept of codependence. I think it's overused, but like if you're also like form your identity based on people pleasing, mm-hmm. um, that can be which I doesn't sound like anonymous is necessarily talking about, but it can be um, disruptive for your sense of self, and then, but it sounds like this is a great thing. Like the end of this is allowing anonymous right, to right, um, find herself like a, mm-hmm,
0: like mm-hmm. Um, himself, and of course now their, now she's a f- a worldwide famous hacker. Well, hey, you know, anonymous has her fingers in everything. <laughs> <laughs> they released my my uh, my workout playlist recently. Oh yeah, wow. and,
1: anonymous did,
0: yeah. No, um, yeah, I think that that's, uh, I can totally relate to that. Like being in a relationship, uh, for me, I was like in one for years where, it, you know, I just, it, it almost like because this person was not like really a creative person or an artistic person and just enjoyed, you know, just movies and hanging out and stuff like that, which are totally fine. Um, but uh, it almost, like, enabled me to, to just like we were talking about, like, my resistance to to working on the things that I know I need to work on, it enabled that in a way. And I'm not saying it was her fault. Like, I, you know, I let myself kind of distance myself from the things I know I need to be doing because, yeah. you know, let's just so go like on eat the a TGI Fridays and watch a movie. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. And then when it ended, it was like, Wow, it's been like three and a half years. I'm now in my late twenties. All these things I wanted to do in my twenties, uh, I've I've put off, and now I have to like start over from scratch. And I literally have like nothing to show for from the last three or four years because like you know it was her her world, her apartment. You know, like uh, everything was hers. Like if, you know the the money I spent was on like both of us. You know what I mean? So I had like had to start just from the bottom again. And now we're here Exactly No it was a, It is a success story As far as I'm concerned like, Well
2: and w- Learning what you don't want Is valuable Absolutely Every relationship Even if it Right And I won't say that There's any Like intrinsic value to Ever to like Abusive relationships But I will say that mm-hmm. Every Experience Can be A teacher So absolutely. You definitely learned well, I can't speak for you Did you learn anything from it About what you do Or don't absolutely. want Absolutely Yeah tons That's valuable tons.
0: Yeah for sure yeah and there's a and there's just a lot of good times too you know like she was a really fun person that's the thing like I kind of have trouble having fun you know I think and she kind of like helped me with that I guess but I just indulged too much in it and became like lazy and gluttonous and you know just 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 doing enough to get by um. Have you? Uh, do you have any experience in that in that world, Melissa? As far as uh...
2: gluttony, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. What,
2: what What were you gonna say? Well,
0: did you have you ever like had to start over from scratch? Oh my or... gosh,
2: so many. Actually, I think I'm I'm more comfortable with starting over uh-huh. than with
0: continuing
2: with like consistency.
0: Interesting. Why is I that? I think
2: it's just much more familiar to me. Like mm-hmm. upheaval. Starting again. Right, right. Starting your whole life over. Right. Actually, it's much more, I think it might even be more appealing to me than like sedentary. It's mm-hmm. like staying in one place and cultivating things over time. And that's changing now that I've got, I got married recently. And, right. Um, and I'm choosing like a grounded existence mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. finding the value in that because passions can be very disruptive when sure. things are always starting over mm-hmm. or... Um, burning what bri- whatever it is, when it's, <sighs> um, it's, that some people say it's easier to leave than to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I was very independent for almost, all, you know, for most of my life. I had one long-term relationship. right, From 19, kind of like anonymous for, for like around six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was 19 to, well, I was, no, I was a little, little, little shorter length, 19 to 25, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, I decided I needed to find out who I was. Right. Which is right. why I needed to end that relationship. Because mm-hmm. your brain is still forming until I think you're like 29 or something. Um, your emotional mm, development? Mine
0: stops probably around 14.
2: Do mm. so. you get stuck there? Something <laughs> happened?
0: No, that's actually why I'm like grateful that I got sober and like got myself together before my brain stopped developing, you know? Like I feel like a lot of people like get sober and they're still just kind of that person, but they're not drinking. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I was able to kind of like start over because I was like young enough that I was still figuring out who I am and everything. Um, That's wonderful. Thank you.
2: Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Appreciate. I'm a that. big
2: fan of sobriety. Yeah. I mean, I I drink every now and then, but right, or at least like mind intentional, mindful like mm-hmm. use of things.
0: Yeah, it seems like you know sobriety or at least temperance is becoming a trend abo- among people who. Don't necessarily need to get sober, you know. Who don't necessarily have a problem, but just don't want their whole social life to be about that.
1: Is temperance full on sobriety or just no, like that's, restraint.
0: Well, actually, I guess temperance is uh, uh, more of a prohibition kind of term. Uh, I like, but, that I, but term. I feel like it's used as like moderation too, like be yeah. temperate virtue. with your Virtuous. right. Yeah, it's
2: one of those virtues, aren't there? Like
1: sorry. virtue.
0: Yeah, like temperance is a virtue. I think. Yeah. I think well, in general it means. Tempering. To moderate, but I think in in historical terms, it was like the temperance movement was like the anti-alcohol movement. But I don't think it was like a no alcohol at all type of thing. I think it was just like with this culture of drunkenness needs to stop, you know. And actually, it was really tied into the feminist, the early like feminist movement had a big uh, temperance thing going for it. In fact, there's a woman named Molly Hatchett, Molly Hammer, I think who it was would, Molly Hatchet. What's that?
1: Molly Hatchet sounds right.
0: I, there's a band called Molly Hatchet, though. I don't know if that's what I'm thinking of.
1: That might Or be no, one. no, that's
0: not her name at all. Her name was Carrie A. Nation. Carrie A. Nation. Really? And she would go into bars with a hammer and shatter the the crap out of the, all the bottles everywhere. Wow! And the glasses. And she was arrested like multiple times.
1: I think
2: hey, uh... she might. I mean, there's lessons to be learned there. Absolutely. Yeah. If you wanna? you know it's one approach to to working on um toxic masculinity you just take everybody's booze away i'm kidding <laughs> ooh hey was that contentious no, it's okay right. I, totally there's fun. toxic every every femininity too sure that's yeah t- like there's talk this break good?
1: into a bar and smash everybody <laughs> alcohol well maybe she
2: was trying to keep them from making bad decisions destroy a
1: man's inventory
0: right. that's what i was yeah, I mean, you know, all those horse, drunken horse riding related accidents. Yeah. I think yeah. it was just kind of like men just be, you know, get way too into booze and they do messed up things when they're drunk. And, you know, although, you know, the, the it should be the, the like, you know, don't beat your wife should be the message, not yeah. don't get drunk so you won't beat your yeah. wife. You right. know yeah. what I mean?
2: And I think it's coming back around now because and actually some study said that during the pandemic. People, especially on college, in college-aged people, started drinking a lot oh, less yeah. and smoking weed more. But I don't know when you. I think there's this move. It's trending on Instagram <laughs> <laughs> of like sober lush life, like um, you know, toward thinking about the why behind your choices, like con- conscious consciousness consciousness mm-hmm. when it comes to like. What you're eating, what you're consuming, in terms of what you're sure. listening to, what you think, what you believe, mm-hmm. like and that's the kind of mindfulness that I'm super psyched is like seeping into our culture.
1: Conscientiousness, a- right?
2: Well, consciousness is awareness, but like yeah. conscientiousness would be like thinking about other people's needs, like uh-huh. if right. you're it's, not it's conscientious- seeping into the
0: like the public conscience.
2: The conscience, yeah.
0: Right.
1: right. Con. Okay. Conscious. Yeah. Gotcha.
0: Um.
1: Snag that diet doctor like I was gonna steal it or something. I thought you were gonna smash it with a hammer. That
2: that wouldn't be conscientious. Too many
1: men are beating their wives after drinking two liters of diet doc.
2: (laughs) Doctor Pepper. I would. (laughs) What is in it?
1: What do you think? What soda do you think is most related to domestic abuse? I'd be willing to say Mountain Dew.
0: Well, I think that's more correlation (laughs) than causation. Yeah, Yeah, but I I
2: would
1: be interested to know which soda is most (laughs) consumed prior to. You
2: gotta do some demographic. Yeah, sales histories, right, like where, right. where, or, or not maybe like where, where are people buying the most Mountain Dew? Well,
0: yeah, it in, be crazy all if seriousness, it was in all seriousness, I it's I completely. wonder how much caffeine usage can affect violence. I'll say
2: this monster energy drinks don't right. reflect like a super healthy development in our culture. <laughs> right, also, right. I don't know if yeah. you've noticed this because I have, some people who are sober in my family and a lot of friends in AA communities um, back home. This turn toward like caffeine and and it could, like a lot of energy drinks replacing mm-hmm. alcohol. Oh yeah, everybody, um, yeah,
0: everybody gets like addicted to caffeine. There's when one sober. that
2: I I would actually I would I would bet everything. I I'd, like this. It's called um Bang. Oh yeah, right? this stuff is dangerous. You guys, like I had. One and I thought I was having a nervous breakdown. Yeah, I I think there's like creatine in it.
0: Do you remember Frappios? I think they pulled them off the market. I remember I I drank one and it was like there's something wrong. Like I'm having like this weird like yeah. You ever have that feeling where it's like I don't? I just feel so uncomfortable right now. You know, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's It's like a kind
2: of sustained panic attack. It's Mm. when and it's why they put that stuff like in Red Bull. What is it? Taurine and. Altheanine, uh, they're yeah. amino acids, so you won't have a heart attack from all the caffeine. <laughs> like that's why that stuff. Oh in. wow! Yeah. Well, at least Red
1: Bull tastes good. Bang Energy sucks. I think it's just really? like,
2: like liquid sweet tarts. Yeah, but I can I can mess with that. Like yeah, Red I'm, Bull so and I don't Monster, see the problem there. But yeah. Bang, good, not only is it is it going to amp you up and make you like prone to actual paranoia. Right. Paranoia. Mm, right, yeah. no, that's not like a healthy well, jolt for me. <laughs>
0: like, I've, I've noticed when I'm at my shittiest, meaning like when I'm in like my fuck you kind of mood, you know, is when I'm drinking way too much caffeine and coming down from it.
2: Well, this it's got to get that moderation.
0: And I feel like if I was the type of guy to beat his wife, that's when I would do it.
2: <laughs> the withdrawal, or the come yeah, down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, like, how many. This
1: is like. <laughs> like the O.J. thing, how I did it. <laughs> but for you, it's like... <laughs> how I how would, I do, would it, do it. How I would do it. If, if I were to do that. Oh, my. <laughs> well, Mike Moran's how I should do it.
2: Well, I'm going to move us, if, if I have any sway in this conversation, move sure. us away from this one. But right, I, right. <laughs> Speaking of doc, Dr. Pepper, though, I'll, I'll say... That soda has an identity crisis. What's in it? it I even don't know have a flavor profile. The
0: mystery is what I enjoy. I can't put my finger on it. It was what kind of taste Plum is that? soda originally. It tastes like no. plum soda. Yes, that's is what it was still? Original. Is there still plum in it?
1: Yeah, well, there's got to be one of the twenty three flavors is plum.
0: Aspartame,
2: but like uh, there's like cola sodas that are you know they're like citrus sodas. What category would that even fall into? I don't
0: know. That's what I love about it. Mystery flavors. It's like post genre music. (laughs) You know? post rock. Mr. Pib has more of an identity crisis. Mr. Pib is is
2: a is an imposter.
0: He's Dr. Pepper's less successful cousin. Yeah,
1: but sometimes I do like calling him Mr. Pepper just to bring him down to earth a little Yeah. Bit, right, like, <laughs> right,
0: right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's real. You, you, you it's weird that, <laughs> around
0: about that. It's weird that they went with Mr. Pibb. Like yeah. you gotta outdo the doctor. Yeah. Be like like Vice Chancellor Pib or <laughs> something Sir like Pibb. that. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of
2: cute actually. <laughs>
0: DJ Pibb.
2: Pibb. Oh my gosh. This is so fun. Um I'm happy to be here. Awesome. but uh, but, but look If we're we're using this as a a symbol, like we're, okay, if like America or a modern human is a Dr. Pepper, there's like a lot of things that go into this.
0: I think Freud actually touched on that.
2: Well, he was jacked up all the time.
0: (laughs) 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 So you're saying if America itself is, if Dr. Pepper is representative of America itself. Yeah. Then what? (laughs) Then,
2: then, then. We can look into the different, the diversity of the elements right. that make up right. a nation, an right. immigrant so, nation, well, the, and then okay. it, or aspects of self if you want to okay. use it as up one person. Well, and I'm, then try to integrate them is the goal.
0: I'm feeling you on the America being kind of the outlier mystery country, in at least in its in its first stages, because it was like we're going to try something different here. There's not going to be any any monarchy. There's not going to be any you know in, enforcement of of uh, you know having a, a hierarchy type of thing. We're just going to do our thing and try to not kill each other and see what happens. Mm. And uh, you know, in my opinion, that was a, a pretty good experiment. I think it, with all the, I'm not like a super patriotic person per se because I think a lot of that stuff's just kind of fake. But I do think like you know we, we one thing we did do right. Was we attempted this democracy experiment, you know, and there's certainly plenty of bumps along the way, and 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 uh, and uh, contradictions, and um, hypocrite, mm. hypocrites, hypocrisies, hypocrisies. Thank you, um, but nonetheless, I can see how it would be like Dr. Pepper.
2: Well, <laughs> and they're far more beautiful. Metaphors, Canada's diet, Dr. Pepper. Just trying to make a yeah. a connection, but the you know. I love this country so much. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think we're having, we have identity crises here. Like, and uh, so much of that is happening right now with, that's being, like, what do we stand for? What are these, we're shaking, things have been shaken up. Like, when there's a really big, I don't know, somebody as dumb as Trump, sorry, but could like bring a lot of shit to the surface. I don't know how to put it. Hmm. But a lot of, Entrenched I feel like corruption kind of came to the surface, and then a lot of it—it it almost like broke open. It was effervescent, to say the least. I don't mean and you know what—he's actually not—I wouldn't say dumb because right he's tactful mm-hmm. uh, businessman, but not not a diplomat or a leader. But I think, and and I don't really want to talk about my personal politics so much, but I I would say that there are certain times in history that bring about like reflection society in a society of Mm -hmm. who we are and it's when we're most ripe for revolutions Mm -hmm. They're you know, like, yeah,
0: I do. I will tell you too, though, on the other side of that, I do feel like Trump, that maybe a good thing that came out of that was it's forced liberals to look at ourselves. Like, uh, it's kind of, there's certain things where it's like, are we really doing that much better? You know what I mean?
2: Well, and it's like, if you don't, yeah, I agree with you on that. Is, mm. I think it's making everybody say, how willing am I to, I don't know. People are looking, and it happens during globalization, like as things get as worldwide and like connected with the mm. internet, there's a convergent tendency for people to look for belonging,
0: right. like return to something right.
2: they know and understand. Mm-hmm. Or like in sociology, I say they, it's like it, it, globalization and sort of anarchy are parallel phenomenon with fundamentalism, Hmm. which, like, people are trying to figure out who they are, what do they belong to, like, what they're right about. (laughs) Yeah. And so what I worry is when it comes to identity with, like, political identity and things like that, how much are people just trying to reaffirm what they Mm -hmm. already believe Mm -hmm. by surrounding them... people who yeah, are echoing and
0: right well that's that's kind of actually another reason why i like buddhism and its simplicity is that it's like the goal of life is to not suffer that's it you know what i mean like it's to 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 enjoy life somewhat not that there won't be problems along the way but you know my gauge for how well i'm doing should be how if i'm suffering or not you know well
2: and also transcending the the ego Mm-hmm. This is a big part of Buddhism, which is, like, I'm right, is a, is a key to happiness. Like, mm-hmm. only thinking about what is true and right to you.
0: Right, right. And I
2: think that, you know how everybody was super shocked? Uh, or a lot of people were really shocked when Trump won? Mm-hmm. It's It speaks to, like, an identity, like, uh, denial. I don't know what you would call it in America. Mm. Where people, like, don't have any idea what other people actually believe because Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we can pick and choose and reaffirm and our own. Yeah. We can pick, we can like make little soundtracks Mm -hmm. however our lives are and not listen to the same music with the rest of the world. Right. Right. Um, But I just hope that this brings about uncomfortable conversations and diplomacy by breaking up Mm -hmm. some ingrained. Sure. Um, that would be radical. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think it's important to to listen to everyone. Oh, and another thing that I feel like was uh, you know something I like about Buddhism is like as far as morality, it's like, first do no harm, you know, like just don't hurt other people. like if you if you can live happy without hurting other people, like what else is there? You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, you want to help. part of being happy, of course, is helping and and you know fighting for good causes and things like that. But it's like, you know, if I'm, can I tell if I'm a good, if I'm a good person or not? It's like, well, am I hurting anybody? You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of my yeah. outlook on it. Yeah. Um, so let's read, uh, we have one more confession here. This is from Messy Tessie, who confessed before. Messy Tessie. Messy Tessie, uh, who's not a comedian. Last time we speculated on whether she was a comedian or not.
2: Is it Messy Tessie?
0: Yeah, she's not a comedian.
2: I love that Messy Tessie.
0: B, and she's from NYC. Okay, I'm not sure if you've heard of that city. That mm-hmm. stands for New York City. Mm-hmm. Got it. To New York State. <laughs> if you're familiar, uh, being a wing woman like a wing man to help at singles events or actual hot sports hot spots hit on women. Ugh. Started through a chance idea a friend gave me because of my. Quote unquote outgoing personality. So knowing one organizer who did singles events, dances slash mixers. Forgot to add a slash between events and dances. Me, not messy testing. For specific sorts of interests, types of fetishes, body types, disability, professions, etc. I made an effort to offer my services, and then if people asked to use me, I had a business card and did one, uh, or and did one on ones or social events. It was a varied thing. It was varied. Um, so I guess that kind of speaks to like when with our jobs we have to be kind of fake at times. Mm. Do you agree with that? I mean, obviously you want to try so that's to get how you to define a job your terms with
2: a uh, fake like right. um, like doing things that are like responsibilities or tasks mm-hmm. that are out of character for you right, like how, right. what you would choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I feel like you can kind of try to make it your own though. Like for me, service industry, w- for yeah, sure. like waiting <laughs> waiting tables or doing anything with customers that does not come naturally to me at all. So I have to kind of fake it, but I try to fake it in a way that I feel okay about. You know what I mean? Where I'm kind of like acknowledging the awkwardness of it, you know, I kind of approach it with an attitude of like,
2: make yeah, I'm, I'm just
0: this dude here working. You're just a customer, you know, let's just do this, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's theater in some ways. Mm-hmm. With I, I waited tables all through, like, to pay for college, that nannying. But sometimes you have to, like, put on... Put on a happy face, but you know. Yeah, I mean, there are
0: times when it's like, I mean, even with this podcast, like there's times where I, I'm like, don't want to be here at all. And it's not because I don't like the podcast or I don't like the guest. It's just sometimes I just have that instinct of like, I just want to fucking be at home in my bed watching YouTube videos. Right. But uh, you know, you, you do kind of gotta just keep rolling until it comes, you know, like yeah. faking it until you make it.
2: My, I can't believe how many, how often I heard that phrase. Make it make it.
0: <laughs> what, are you, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I, I, sometimes you just don't have a choice with, in, in life, and you, you, you give it your best shot, mm-hmm. um, or you show up um, in ways that you're not ready ready to in your childhood, like to, to grow up or deal with hard, you know, difficult things or crisis mm-hmm. or conflict as a little person. Um, and you like develop these I wouldn't say they're disguises, but these these roles mm-hmm.
0: definitely, um, definitely that you
2: play to yeah. survive yeah. and adapt in the world right. and that can show up and work for sure. Yeah. Like I I can't stand being like being on Zoom, like being looking at my own what is it, Like self in the little right. box. Like <laughs> I just realized that you can hide it. Game changer. I, That's
0: Honestly, that's my favorite part, is staring at really? myself because, oh,
2: God, I get because, so yeah, because
0: like I feel like I can get I can get the right angle that I want, you know, and I'm like, all right, we're doing okay yeah. there, you know. That's my I, boss. If I can get it right on the right angle, you know, right shadowing and everything, I'm like that. That guy's.
2: It depends a if fella. it for me if it's like there's more than three people in a Zoom, mm. like I'm a disaster. Really? Yeah. Same with parties. Wow. Unless it's like I'm hosting the party. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I hear
0: you. Yeah. I mean, for me, I I, I just remembered a, a kind of probably an identity crisis type of thing where, like, when I was in high school, I didn't, you know, I was like ashamed of my anxiety. You know, I was like ashamed that it was hard for me to talk to people. And so I kind of masked it with like a a kind of like too cool for school type of character. You know what I mean? Like kind of a, I'm not scared to talk to you. I just don't, I don't care, man. You know, it kind of almost a Mm -hmm. stoner thing too, even though I really wasn't that big of a stoner. But just kind of having that, that kind of slacker, like whatever kind of attitude. Do you think that's
2: something that's a function more for like one gender than another for boys?
0: Oh, I don't know. Like how we, how we, um. Yeah, because I mean, can women formulate identity? Is that a romantic, cool figure for women, like the, the like the like the the girl who just doesn't talk to anybody because she just doesn't care, you know? Like is or is that only a guy thing?
2: Um, no that that is definitely applauded, and I think yeah, like. When people don't care what you know, not caring what other people think, it's just so layered with women. It's like you want to appear that you don't, right? Um, that that you don't need to fit into all these like beauty standards and things like that. But at the same time, be sure to look beautiful while right, doing it, right? Um, yeah. Or yeah. appear that it's effortless, but right, right. Yeah, like I remember that it's trend just so much.
0: Was this a trend for women like the? the college age, like, kind of looking like you just got out of bed thing with, like, your hair kind of, like, pinned up. You know what I mean? Like pajama <laughs> pants.
2: Yeah, and then they start creating products for how to look disheveled. Right,
0: right. Was well, that a thing?
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't It's just bizarre, but. Microphone. Yeah. Um, like the I would messy bun is classic. Messy bun. Yeah, yeah bon- that's sweat what I'm pants, saying. Sweatpants, the
0: messy bun. Right, right. Sweatshirt with yeah. like. Yeah, the uh,
1: hoodie and the, the Ugg boots was big when I was in, um
0: college dog boots would go with that
1: yeah girls would wear like, like sweatpants and uggs like Ooh. UGG slippers and then like a hoodie right, right and their hands would always be like in the front of the hoodie to be like dude i'm so disheveled i can't even support my own arms <laughs> <laughs> you should offer them your sleeves that you don't use i know care for a sleeve early, am i hearing my lady
2: <laughs> early 2000s like uggs of.
0: Yeah. oh yeah yeah
2: that, totally. See, I remember seeing that on college campuses. Like, that was such a really gross is.
0: era, aesthetically. Am I wrong about that? It was that? stupid. It was like, also,
2: right, li- like, leading up to it, I was like, how is my body ever going to, how am I ever going to have, like, a positive self-concept with these standards? Like, yeah. it was like low-rise jeans. When is that ever flattering? Yeah, when the, the crack was
0: jeans. the new cleavage. Remember that?
2: Yeah, but just <laughs> stick straight hair. um, Super... And it's funny, like body positivity is the, one of the best th- developments I can think sure. of for men and women. Absolutely. Um, but that in that time, it wasn't celebrated to have a body, right? Um, right. At least in a lot of like white, like targeted
0: mm-hmm.
2: beauty culture yeah. magazines. Yeah. it's
1: not a great time for ass back right. in the day. No. nobody had
0: right. an no, ass. I didn't know in where the two where thousands. Yeah, more mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this. The assless millennium. Yeah, the assless years. Well, yeah. let's
2: just say high waisted was welcomed by a lot of. Oh, I love a the high waisted. I love high, waisted? high I waisted. I like the high
0: waisted jeans. Oh, mom, the mom, they jeans? Call them mom jeans. Yeah, I yeah. love those. Yeah. Well, yeah. I feel like that I feel like I saw this girl last night. I'm pretty sure she was a Hopkins student. Mm-hmm. Looked exactly like your mom's friend Barb in 1988. <laughs> like exactly like her. Like Love the big Barb. glasses, the curly hair. Oh, yeah. Like the the kind of frilly top, you know. Like
2: Jordache jeans mm-hmm. like. Well, I not
0: quite. Even older than that, you know what but I mean? But they're
2: not even. They're like the original. I think I have a pair. Right. I think what you're talking about because yeah. they're not stretchy and like mm. made to be like. They're actually just those the good denim, thick denim, right. yeah, real rugged denim. denim. Sure. Yeah, like sure. Lee Lee yeah. jeans for
0: men. Yeah, rugged rugged jeans wranglers. from the mall. Yeah. <laughs> when you're out in the lady range. wranglers. <laughs> yeah. Wrangling. That's what they call me and Jimmy, the Lady Wranglers. Lady Wranglers. Band name. That's what they call us.
2: <laughs> well, um, all right,
0: guys. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to uh, you want to talk about before we wrap it up, Melissa? Um,
2: looks like there's somebody coming to your door. I would say, and we'll have to talk Jimmy about Greece. Whether it's you could you could get me a foot long. The musical,
1: know, or yeah, yeah. Uh, the, gr- the the musical. Con- the That's con- what con- I meant when I said I'm well, 100 percent Greek. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great. So, yeah. like, grace lightning is. Grace style. Yes. Of the yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes Love it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I we didn't get to some things that are, you know, with identity. It's just such a big topic, but you know, gender identity and and so many different aspects of self. But I think the goal is, if there's any ever a crisis or a disruption in your life, just to try to name the different parts of yourself that make you who you are, try to integrate them instead of parts of yourself always being at odds with one another. Interesting. So everybody has like different sides to them. Mm-hmm. You know, but. It's when we don't – it's hard to answer the question, who am I, right? right. But like, if, so much, if a lot gets called into question, it's just uh, – it's okay to go within. It can be scary, yeah. but, like, the most important thing you could ever do is to really go within.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, sure.
2: Pow-wow. You know, sit with the self.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like, for me, I'm in a place where I'm really, finally, pretty confident in who I am, you know what i mean including the shortcomings and the things that i'm kind of crazy about you know what i mean like i've kind of realized recently like i can't i can't list, i can't really make plans for the future all that much because i'm mentally ill in that way like i i have such bad anxiety that my brain will twist it all around and give me something that's completely unrealistic, and I almost have to have a kind of faith, which is a weird for like a reason and logic guy kind of me. But I have to like be like, you know what? It's probably going to be okay. You know, like I don't if I if I think about it too much, then I'm doomed. Totally. You know what I mean? But so, I feel like I, I feel pretty good about who I am these days, and I know more kind of what I'm supposed to do and what not to do.
2: Well, I don't know if this well, that's good to hear, but I don't know if this is helpful, but. For somebody who's expressing, they have a lot of anxiety. Being around you is very calming. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I do. I do. You know, it, it, sometimes you're you, you become good at the things that you're terrible at because you concentrate on them so much and try. You know what I mean? That's like by by yeah. nature, I'm I'm super lazy, but I've developed this good work ethic to where people are like that guy has a good work ethic, and it's like because I've gone in the opposite direction. I feel like with anxiety. I've tried so hard to, to um, calm myself down, you know, and just kind of, kind of just be in the moment. And um, so maybe that's that's the reason. It's like yeah. it's overcompensation, but it's a good kind of over overcompensation. Mm. But I appreciate that compliment.
2: Yeah. You're welcome. And the last thing I want to say is like I think an important identity crisis we're all having right now has to do with race and ethnicity in mm. the world, and um, and privilege, and yeah. and. Equity and, right, and sustainability, right. and like really looking at these big issues and how we play a part in those, mm-hmm. um, and atone for them, or um, you know show up for other people mm-hmm. and their stories. Right. Um, and it's hard to talk about whiteness and identity, uh, but it's really important to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it can be a really interesting thing to 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 to, to, to really look and to find what's what's within white whiteness. I don't know if anybody's hearing that out there who struggles with like, um, if you have a certain number of hyphens in your ethnicity, then you're just American at that point. (laughs) Like you're just white. Like Yeah. um, Yeah.
0: I was thinking recently, it's weird that we're, you know, the Malungian people, you know, them, they're, uh, people who were, they're like the hillbillies, hillbillies. Like they were so far back from society because they, were willing to mix races with with uh you know whites blacks and native americans all mixing together and so they were like they lived deep deep in the mountains and they're still around and um they they kind of like a lot of them look like they're white like in their features but they have like really dark skin sometimes even black skin and uh, I was thinking, like, shouldn't all of America be that by now? Like, isn't that how a country starts? Is like different groups come together and mix together, and like
2: term like mul- mulatto or mixed. Yeah, marriage. I mean, we are mixed. Well, that's and it's. I think that that's super important that we do that. Like, really look at our ancestry because why? How are people going to care about immigration, for example, if we don't remember that we're all immigrants?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? Like identifying the shared unless you're experience. from the Fertile Crescent. Well, I think a lot of this stuff is coming up, like, it just, these check boxes don't include enough, like, Mm -hmm. non-Hispanic, there's a lot more to, you know? Yeah, I posted that recently. What if somebody is, you know, Asian, African American, and Irish, like, what, and they want to identify with certain, Mm -hmm. or like, if one parent's. A lot of it comes to choice, right, but a lot of it doesn't, and it gets confusing, and so we just it ends up a lot of it mm. happens to be like a source of hurt that we don't talk about like yeah. wh- what where do I belong? Mm-hmm. like what's my barrio?
0: <laughs> Sorry, barrio?
2: but well hey, let's okay, I, I thought I was Greek until I was nine, and I had a basic I don't know um, what
0: barrio means
2: a, a neighborhood oh, like okay. if, where's my neighborhood? And... you're
1: one of those non hispanic whites, aren't you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, like you know, like Greek town or Chinatown, like, right. is there a place for oh, me in the world? But right. I would just say, like, I thought I was Greek till I was nine, and I had like an, a, a total meltdown because it turned out my grandfather was just a diplomat. They lived in Greece. Oh. We were culturally Greek. We would right. roast a lamb on a spit, listen to rembetika, always, always Greek traditions and food. Uh huh. So I assumed, of course, I'm Greek. I was crushed.
0: Right, right. You so went you through not, the Coliseum to see the Colosseum. Not Greek at all.
2: Not, not by blood. No, I'm. Irish, English, a little bit of Swiss.
1: Greekness it's, is a mindset. It really is. It's a headspace. Opa. Yeah. Oppa. Hey, look. Yeah. If you can be it American is. by fucking doing American shit, you can be Greek by doing Greek shit.
0: Sure. We sure. invented
1: democracy, well, I'm dude. Glad hear Welcome. That. Welcome. That's true. I love that. Welcome. That's
0: true. Yeah. Um, We're not gatekeepers. Right. Well, you I love know. Greece so much. I want to go back. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Have and you been
0: to Greece, Jimmy? Yeah, a couple times. Um, wow. Only
1: one that I can remember. I've been there twice in my life, literally a couple. I was three because uh, I was the first grandson, and they brought me over to introduce the family. But I have very vague memories. In fact, I told you before, I have like these. I had these recurring dreams when I was a kid that I'll be on this street, and I never knew where it was. And then when I went back to Athens when I was. Fifteen was the most recent time I was there. I realized that that was the street, my, Whoa, my aunt's weird. street. That was always in my dreams. And weird. I but you know, I was too young to consciously remember sure, but subconsciously. Sure. But yeah, I went there again when I was yeah, fourteen, but that's the last time I've been there and I, I still haven't been there as an adult and I really feel like I'd like to go back and appreciate it like as mm. an adult. You Greek, know? Trip, Greek trip, Greek trip. Yeah, Greek trip. Yeah,
0: let's do it. I'd like to do
1: that soon. We'll, go to the Oracle. To we'll do
2: confessionals within the Oracle of Delphi Cave. Like. Yes. What is that? I think it's an actual cave where.
1: Apparently, there's a bunch of like sulfur and different gases that they, they used to go there and that they didn't know, They thought it was like a godly experience. Right. Which, hey, you know what? So they're, they're kind of like tripping or something? Yeah. Like, and they would, they would like, you go to there to consult. They were like these monks that lived there that were just Whoa. basically, now we realize they were just high on these fucking <laughs> noxious gases at all times and were having these visions and be like, oh, uh, it's incredible. They would consult that for everything. Like, you got to like do this. Like the lithium ponds. Yeah, you got to do
0: that.
2: That's so cool. Are you cool. serious? That is so cool. Yeah. So but they, there's, a, you know, wait. There's they, also, they like go into caves in different parts of the world for, as shamans to do the same thing. Like, it's not just the But gaps. the
1: Oracle at Delphi was specifically, I think I think I saw something where, I mean, look, it could be true. It could not be true. It could have just been like a, a but but they were saying that there was something specifically because of where that cave was located, They that there actually were at the time, like, this high level of like sulfur and i forgot what other gases that were just being emitted from like the earth that like it would cause you if you spend enough time in there to get these like kind of like a psychedelic experience and so they like a rave going on yeah and they would basically use that as like they were having visions from the gods to tell them what they should do in this certain war should they like in the movie 300 king leonidas before he's allowed to Go right, to the right. Port, is that has what to that go is? Oracle, the... yeah. He has oh, to go to the Oracle that... at Delphi.
0: Oh, okay. But he's not in the a... key climbs like a tower, doesn't he? I
1: mean, a lot of that movie was like dramatized. Yeah, and absolutely. Stuff, well, but... I think
0: the real reason that they got the three hundred there was to just let the army assemble while they held them yeah. off for a while. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. Which is totally a better that's how the movie should have been
1: the movie was i mean the 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 basis of the movie is accurate obviously they did a lot of like you know i don't think there was actually like faceless <clears throat> goblins that Attacked what? Greece, you know, but like they probably did have battle
0: elephants. Well, it was like in the I Greek would. tradition of storytelling. Yeah, so they,
1: yeah, the Greek tradition of making shit up. We love that <laughs> show.
0: No, but that was an amazing oh, last day. Mythology
2: is so important, though. I love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: me too. I, from what I understand, in real life, it was probably about six thousand Spartans versus like two hundred thousand. It was
2: a
1: ridiculous uh, outnumbering. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. and they
0: lasted for like three days. And yes. they didn't even, like, lose necessarily. They just found a goat path. Yeah. They found, they, like they a, found
1: s- a goat path to get around and, right. and flank the Spartans. But at that point, that had given Greece the time yeah. that they needed to assemble the army. And mm-hmm. we won that war.
0: You know what you do? You put a big rock in the goat path.
1: Yep. How wide could the goat path be? <laughs> that works in a video game. You just, like, yeah. get up to a thing and there's just a big boulder. You're like, God damn, I need, I need to <laughs> unlock this. I can't
0: go around.
2: Yeah, the animation he- <laughs> doesn't
0: allow for it.
2: <laughs> I love that. I
0: want to get dirt on my shoes. Well,
2: hey, I don't know about the battles ahead for for all of us, but uh, I hope we win them. And
1: especially if they're against Persia. Uh, yeah.
2: well, hey, it's Iran now, so take take her easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody, let's try to get along. But mm-hmm. I, the doctor, um, Doctor Pepper, I think would would tell us that. He's ordering something good. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor ordered us to—I don't know—just what the doctor ordered. The doctor it's ordered a twenty-fourth ingredient. Yeah, uh, and, and that ingredient you. is love. Yeah, yeah. self-love and maybe. sulfur <laughs> and sulfur <laughs>
0: and sulfur. Um, All right, guys, this has been so much fun, <laughs> it's been Melissa. Fun. Please for come back me. here. I'd love to do love more that. episodes with you.
2: Yeah, you too. And Thank maybe um, I'll see you in Greece.
0: All right, sounds good. Jimmy, we'll see you in Greece too. (sighs) You always do. Thanks, everybody. ah. And we'll see everyone later in Greece on The Confessional. All right. (laughs)